tournament sister jean dust off those dancing shoes here we go again final horn sounds longwood big south champions unbelievable season they don't need the cardiac kids today you can put your nitroglycerin pills away longwood dominates from start to finish and the lanchers are going dancing and for the first time in a decade oklahoma has gone into the octagon of doom and they're leaving with a victory it's oklahoma 78 and kansas state 71. you can rock chalk it up conference championship number 63 as kansas prevails in overtime 70 to 63. baylor can celebrate a second straight big 12 conference championship baylor clenches it with a win over iowa state tonight here in the Farrell center 75 68 and in his final game in cameron coach k takes an l courtesy of the tar heels 94 81. that no please no please everyone be quiet let me just say it's unacceptable today was unacceptable Coach K takes an L. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Monday, March 7. We are brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They got it all, folks. You starting to think about spring? I know TJ's got one foot at the lake already. They got a little bit of everything at XOE. All their brands are best in class. Under one roof, you can buy a zero-turn mower to cut your grass, a tractor with loader and brush hog to work your land, a four-wheeler, side-by-side, or UTV to take you hunting, fishing, or just plain having fun. And if you want to get away from it all, they can help you there, too, with the purchase of a new travel trailer or the rental of a motor home. March Madness underway, you heard there, Loyola Chicago going back to the dance. Longwood going back to the dance. Two more tickets, it looks like to me, stamped tonight. You've got the Sunbelt Championship tonight, Louisiana's Raging Cajuns versus Georgia State. And the SOCON Championship tonight, Furman and Chattanooga. ORU plays tonight in the Summit League semifinals, 8.30 tonight against North Dakota State. A lot of semifinals going on tonight, a couple of championship games. 
Big 12 brackets are set. OU men play 6 o'clock on Thursday night in the quarterfinals against Baylor. Sooners secure the 7 seed with their win Saturday in Manhattan. The OU women are the 4 seed. They'll play Friday at 11 a.m., first game of the day in the quarterfinals at Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City, and they will get a rematch with the Kansas Jayhawks, who came into Norman and beat them on Saturday. That'll be fun. Baseball, TJ. They lose all three in Houston. Yes. Extra innings, crushing loss to LSU on Friday. Mm -hmm. A game that on multiple occasions it looked like they had won. At one point, they were one strike away from victory. They got Bartmanned by a Texas kid in the front row down the left field line, or they win that game. Then they are overmatched Saturday and Sunday by UCLA and Tennessee. They are 5-5 five and five on the year. Level of concern for you. I freak out a lot more than you do, so my level of concern is pretty high. Um, we've seen the bullpen now. <laughs> uh, Jake Bennett has not had the greatest of support uh, off to uh, very good starts. You think? <laughs> and those games have gone the wrong way after he's left those games. So the bullpen has me concerned. The lack of offense uh, at times has got me concerned. And then I had felt really good about the starting pitching, and then I saw uh, watched some of that game Saturday until I said I can't take this. I got to turn it off. Uh, by the way, thank you to you to let me know about the uh, the uh, Houston Astro <laughs> website because I just wanted to sit and keep complaining about the MLB network all day. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty silly, huh? That it was the just MLB ridiculous. Blocked, blacked the game out. Oh, we're a Houston Astro affiliate, uh, so we got to black these college <laughs> games out. Just ridiculous. Hey, hey, babe, you know what? I just turned on the OU game. Turns out it's blacked out. So I think I'm going to drive down to Houston the car, and watch head it. to Houston, yeah. Yeah. At one point, I was in Gore, Oklahoma. It's still blacked out out there. I'm like, come on. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, not good starting pitching Saturday and Sunday. And you got you just got hammered both those games. So my level of concern is up there right now. You're right. It's early. Offensive some uh, offenses sometimes have a you know slow start like this and can get cranked up. I need to see it start getting cranked here this week. Want to see? I want to see it start uh, producing quite a bit. But um, I'm not ready to, to jump off the to ledge 10, yet. Your panic. A ten is a uh, uh, through the roof blown panic. Yeah, <laughs> that's a ten. Uh. One is uh, hey, it's no, hey, ain't no big deal. Where are you right now? I'm sitting at about a six point five. Okay, I mean, yeah. I mean that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I mean, they got swept this weekend, and they didn't look good Saturday and Sunday. So I get that. Right. Got run ruled one game. Yeah. Man. Now it does feel like a big week, considering what they just went through. It does feel like a hey. It's early, but uh, this thing could get a little wobbly if they don't bounce back and play well this week. That's the way it feels. And they've got Dallas Baptist tomorrow night, who's always a good program. And UTSA this weekend, who I was thinking, well, that's a layup. And then I looked, and they're 9-2, and and they beat Stanford. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know how much of a layup UTSA is going to be this weekend. That looks like they might be okay, too. But, yeah, no, I mean, the concerning thing for me is, uh, the, or the the thing I'm more concerned about would be the bats. I mean, they just, mm-hmm. they've been quiet early. And um, I do think that Tanner Treadaway started to hit this weekend, and that's a great sign. He was probably the, the best bat they had down there in Houston. Uh, he hit the ball. Even when he made outs, he was hitting it right at people. That's a really good sign. Jimmy's not hitting yet. Jimmy's going to hit. Um, I think Kate Horton's going to hit. Like, I'm pretty confident. I just think it's all so new to him, and he hadn't played baseball in two years, that we're just going to have to be patient with him and keep putting him in the lineup every day. And I think the light bulb's going to go on for him at some point. He's just too talented. But, I mean, if you're going to pick us a side early to say, ooh, I hope they can get it going. I mean, they're hitting 228 as a team. Yeah, and they had opportunities Friday they let oh, that thing go, but Friday yeah. they had the opportunity to open that game up, and they just sure. never could do it. They they left guys on base just over and over again each inning. So They, they did, and there was more of that, like, uh, I mean, how many times have they hit an atom ball this year? Yeah. Not, that had nothing to do with Saturday and Sunday. But there was one time Friday when I think they had bases loaded and uh, Robertson just hit a rope right at first. First base, and he was standing right there, yeah. Was it Rodgers or Nicholas? I can't remember. Anyway, God, it seems like they've done that a lot this year. But anyway, so, yeah, they got to get that going. And uh, I I think the pitching has looked really good until Saturday and Sunday. And I think you might have had – a situation where a couple of guys got a little overwhelmed by the situation. Uh, the opponent, the ballpark, what happened on Friday, Sandlin couldn't find the strike zone, and then Chaz Martinez couldn't find the strike zone. And that's something those two guys haven't struggled with in their first couple of starts. And it looked to me like they got, Skip talks often about getting a little sped up. You know, you get your heart starts racing a little bit, you're in a new setting. You're facing an opponent. Things are going bad. And for the first time, we saw those two guys struggle. And the bullpen, quite frankly, didn't help them out much either. So um, that was disappointing, somewhat understandable. But hopefully they can bounce back and settle in because we've seen some really good stuff out of them early on. So I'm less like I I feel I feel pretty comfortable with with what I've seen from the pitching early in the season. I know there are a couple of exception games. They gave up 14 to Arizona and 15 to UCLA. So I'm not telling you I'm ecstatic, but I feel okay. I like like you watch those guys and you could tell that they they've got some pretty good stuff going on with their arms this year, especially Big Jake. So but it was a upsetting weekend. It was a troubling weekend. It was a, uh, it was a, it's, they need to bounce back. I mean, they, they, they get Dallas Baptist is a really good team. And if you can go beat them tomorrow night, you start to feel better about yourself and go pile up some wins here. And they got a chance here with the schedule ahead to do that. Uh, and, you know, start to feel better about the world, but, they got to go do it because if you don't get a bunch of wins the next two, three weeks, you're really going to face an uphill battle to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. 
You know, you're nine straight at home. Go get it. And, and you do wonder Friday how much that takes out of you. I mean, it's one of those things that you win that and you uh, you carry that momentum in. What does that mean? I mean, maybe you still get crushed like you did against UCLA on Saturday, but but maybe not. Maybe your mindset's a little bit different and you, you carry that through. So I, I think that's the one that's just, you know, even if you could only get one for that weekend, you, you had to get oh, that game. Huge. So would yeah. have been huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for everything, for psyche, for uh, RPI, uh, everything. And it, I mean, it was three, nothing and Jake's cruising right along. And you're like, I mean, they're, they're going to win this game. And then even, even when uh, they tied it up, I mean, it took some guttural fortitude to take that lead back in the 10th. I mm-hmm. mean, the game just got away from them, and they went right back out, took the lead right back, and you're like, and then they were within one strike of finishing it off that time. And uh, that's, I think that's when they got Bartmaned. I think that's the inning. that I think it was the 10th when the kid, uh, the Texas kid, took the ball in the front row. I got to find some video of that for you because it, was pretty infuriating. <laughs> Kendall Pettis does not Kendall help Pettis that he was is, in that uh, that Texas T-shirt. Or Kendall, it was almost the exact same spot too as Bartman, like left field line, first row. They, even the announcers like, dude, that's Bartman. What happened is just Bartman. Kendall Pettis is looking at the kid like, are you serious right now? And as soon as it happened, I was like, "You got to like the next pitch." I'm like, "This guy's going to get on." There's no doubt about it. That doesn't happen, and then sure enough, bangs it off the wall. For I don't double. care how old he is. That kid should be banned from that ballpark for life. Never attend an Astros game again. His little Texas sweatshirt and his Texas hat, <laughs> dude. I know we're our enemies, but we're going into the SEC together. Come on. Anyway, well, and it's LSU. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Back off. Back away from the ball. All right, so I think we're in the same neighborhood. I mean, concerning weekend, but early, right? Agree? Concerning weekend, but early, and need need a good week here to start to feel right about things again. Agreed. Hang on. Yeah! Yeah! Just got, got a text from Coach John that said Boogie was watching that game, and Boogie said, if I ever see that kid out in public, I'm beating him up. <laughs> oh, so he saw it. I'm glad somebody else saw it. Boogie. It's funny. Uh, I get to be in the booth tomorrow. First time at Mitchell Park this year. Dallas Baptist tomorrow night. Only the second home game of the year here in game, uh, I guess that'll be 11. 6.30 OUDB. What's the weather like tomorrow night, TJ? I haven't even looked yet. Is it going to be freezing? I don't think it's supposed to be as cold as today, but maybe in the 50s. I'd have to look. I don't, I don't remember. For Stand sure. by. Uh, high of 49 tomorrow. I wonder if they'll move that to a day game. Right now it's 6.30 first pitch tomorrow. I haven't heard of anything. And then this weekend, UTSA, who I mentioned is 9-2 and two with a win over Stanford early in the year. They'll play... 6.30 Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, 2 o'clock Sunday, all at Eldale Mitchell Park. We've got 16 of the next 18 at home, folks. So this team's been playing on the road in front of, uh, you know, some, some some good crowds that joined them in Dallas and stuff. But going to be nice, I'm sure, to be back in front of the home faithful. And so let's roll out and support these guys starting tomorrow night against DBU. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment.
Your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. RK Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Been in business since 1952, a leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses all across Oklahoma and Kansas. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions, and more. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Hey, can I play something real fast? I wish you would. I finally got the Bruce Howard call. Okay. Here's a yesterday's game winner as called by legendary Tulsa play-by-play voice Bruce Howard. In the air and short. Rebound Horn. Horn down court. Dribbling at half court. A half court buzzer shot. Oh! He made it! He made it! He made it! Horn hit a half-court shot at the buzzer, and Tulsa won the game! Horn, a half-court shot at the buzzer, Tulsa won the game! 73-72! to 72. Are you kidding me? Holy smokes! Oh, man. Perhaps. I don't know how you can't love this time of year, TJ. I love it! The best, man. Good call, Bruce. We may have to start having a segment called, It's Good He Made It. So, I haven't brought this up because uh, uh, I know that uh, it's a touchy situation, but I, you know, we did have Bedlam recently. Yes. And that guy who used to be on our show every week Uh was there. I know he was there, and he he passed by me at one point, and I said, "Hmm." in the past, I might have yelled at him or texted him. I just let him go. I let him keep walking. I didn't know how to approach it, it felt awkward. It is it is awkward now. There is definitely uh, hard feelings between the two of us. And uh, Scott, Sutton, we were we were sitting there having a very icy cold chat, TJ. And Scott Sutton came up and said, uh, "Man, I miss it when you were on his show. It's good. He missed it. That was my favorite thing every week. It's good." And then he walked away. <laughs> made him feel made him feel really bad. Dad, I'm just kidding. Dad, Johnny, Bro- Johnny Broadcast and I are still great friends. We're just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no hard feelings. Well, I was salty. I didn't text him when I saw him walk by. So I am a little mad at Channel 9 for not letting him come on her show the week of Bedlam. I think that's weak sauce. But I'm not mad at John at all. Uh, if we end up at the NIT, well, th- what will be the chances of a first-round home game? Well... As I understand it, I mean, somebody out there can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, schools put in bids yes, to be hosts. That is correct. So I think that is a just a money situation. So I would think OU would want to host and probably has a pretty good shot at getting a couple of games. Now, you got to remember, too, that they're hoping – Saturday didn't help, but they're hoping to be NCAA tournament hosts for the women's tournament. Those two wouldn't necessarily conflict, uh, but it is something to keep in mind that if they were trying to prep an arena or something for an NCAA tournament, which is you know you got to put the blue bannering up and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, I would sit my my. I guess my answer would be I think there's a pretty good chance OU would host a game or two in the NIT. Not a guarantee, but I think they would try. Let's not be talking NIT. This team's going to win on Thursday. Yes. 
perhaps win on Friday, and then they're going to go to the yeah. NCAA tournament. Go beat, we're good. TJ uh, uh, earlier in the show said he doesn't feel good about OU beating Baylor, but just now sounds like he's changed his mind. Well, when people start so talking OU about the NIT, uh, NIT, like I would hope that OU wouldn't accept the invite. I know that's well, not you're going to hope wrong there. I mean, I, I don't know, know if that's, that's not the case, they're, but they're that's gonna, my They're going to play <laughs> a couple of more weeks of practice if they could with uh, Porter Moser. He'd love that. And maybe New York City. But I agree with you. Let's see if they can go beat Baylor and maybe uh, sneak in this thing. Somebody gets hot, or two somebodies, or three somebodies, this time of year, every year, and plays their way from off the radar into the dance. And, I mean, maybe they've won three in a row. Maybe Oklahoma's that team this year. Doesn't Oklahoma have a top ten uh, strength of schedule that matters, doesn't it? Sure. Number five this morning, according to Warren Nolan, there's several different strength of schedule meters. No, I mean, there are there are some metric things to like about them. Uh, net, strength of schedule, three-game win streak to finish, uh, combined net uh, one and two victories. Those are all strong, strong suits for them. But they did go 7-11 and 11 in conference. Uh, losing records in conference don't. Don't get a lot of uh, at-large bids. It's happened before. And um, 17 and 14 as of now, record on the year. And if they don't beat Baylor 17 and 15, that's it's not a strong suit for them. So, But I, I do think that they'll get an uh, extended look from the committee because of the conference they play in and because of those positive attributes. Oh, and they got four top 15 wins, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. Rain Man and Jinx says, I'll be in town next Monday, and I want to drop by B-dubs. Are you giving away teams the whole time from 12 to 7? Uh, yes. Early in the day, we won't give as many teams away per hour because Toby gets really upset. But they will give away some teams every hour that were there from 12 to 7. What Obviously, time are we on the stage? You and I will go on probably that last hour, 6 to 7, uh, right after Only the rush. Only one hour for us this year. Uh, yeah, because the Rush will do their regular show, and then we'll go on. I feel like we've gone more than one hour in the past. That's great. I'm not asking for more. So we will give away all the crappy teams from 12 to 6, and then <laughs> we will save the best teams for 6 to 7, if you want to stop by. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, he's talking about the 68-team giveaway. The refs, 21st annual 68-team giveaway live from Buffalo Wild Wings and more. Be there. 21 straight, really? Wow. Uh, that's right. That's right. What was that place we used to have it over there? Brothers? We've had it at Brothers. We've had it at the Cross-Eyed Moose. We've had it at... I say this every year, but when we first started, when I first started going to the 68-team giveaway, it was the 64-team giveaway. Yes. And, uh, like, Taco and Lumber Lady would each get four or five teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there, there were so few people. There, there was one year when we thought it would be a good idea to give away the bracket for the men's and women's, so... 128 teams or whatever that adds to. Stupid. That's, that's and, a dumb idea. and we were walking around at the end, like, trying to force people to take teams. Would you like a team? <laughs> they were like, no, leave me alone. I've Sir, got eight like of them to team? keep up with. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Midwest City Jeff. I'd like to remind you that less is more should be the new slogan of Major League Baseball. We need a heck of a lot less innings, heck of a lot less games, and a lot less teams. I don't agree with the wow. games or the innings in that. Wow. I do agree 
And it sounds like I'm going to get the banning of the shift, which I will dance on the shift's grave. I had to be careful when I said Watch that. Watch your language. Man. <laughs> dance on the shift's grave when they bury that thing. Ugh. Doesn't sound like we had a very productive weekend in the uh, talks. A lot, of, a lot of yelling and walking out of rooms, yeah. We get we a stalemate. I heard the word stalemate. It's not what you want. This uh, Air Comfort Solutions text says, I'm calling in late to my sales call this morning so that I could stay and listen to the 8 o'clock intro song. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Uh, not on the fire skip bandwagon, but what is the point in time we let the hitting coach go? Didn't they lead the league in hitting last year? They couldn't. They had trouble pitching. Remember, they last they year a, was the pitching. That's the thing. He's never like he's always had strength on one side. He's never been able to put it all together yet. Well, twenty twenty, twenty twenty. It was that year, and people get mad at us when we mention that year because they do. It's like the Sugar Bowl, I think. When I sit there and say that was definitely uh-huh. an Omaha bound team, but it was right. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was no buts. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last year they hit. I don't know if they had led the league, but they had a really good team batting average. Um, remember Tyler Hardman hit almost 400. Uh, last year, uh, and then and it just they couldn't find the arms. Who do you think starts tomorrow night? I don't know. Did now that used, Carmichael went in and got yeah. beat around pretty yeah, good. They on come Saturday. back to Sandlin. Do they start Sandlin tomorrow, or do you save him for the weekend? Mm. How many pitches did Carmichael throw Saturday? Let me see if I can. I've got all these box scores open. Let me see if I can. He find was in that there one. for like three innings or so. Was, uh, I mean, it was not a short outing. Let's outing. see here. He was a two and a third. Does it say how many um, pitches? Does it have a pitch count? I bet it was 50. 41, I believe, is what I Oh, well, you could start him again then. I don't have readers on. I can't guy. tell if that's the category or not, but I think he threw 41. He's the kind of guy who might be a little better with a with a not fully, you know, I don't want to say tired arm. That's nobody's good with the tired arm. You know what I mean? When you've got, when you are a soft tosser anyway, sometimes your curveball curves more and your changeup changes more and all that kind of stuff if you're not 100%. So well, that would be interesting. I think he's got a couple of choices. I think he could go Sandlin and he could go Carmichael um, and save the other one for the weekend. So we'll see. Yeah. Did you just shoot someone? That was weird. Was that the start of the song? That's just the beginning of the song. Yeah. Let's hear from Mo Gibson when we come back. Big day Saturday for Mo. 7-3. Sooners win in the Little Apple for the first time in a decade. We'll hear what Mo, Marvin, and Jordan had to say after the game to Kevin Henry next. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. He'll swing it to Moe for a three, launch, good. They double-team. He'll skip it out to Moe for another three, try, got it again. Two in a row for Moe. Gibson wants to drive, step back, three in the air again, got it again. Moe Gibson, silky smooth. Gibson a long three, good again. Moe from 28, Tanner offensive rebound. Out to Moe for three, bam. Swing it, Moe, open three, bam. Gives to Moe, open three, left side, he won't let him lose. Marv, Mo, both of you guys played such a great game. Just what was working so well for you today? Um, 
we really needed this dub. So coaches told us it'll be it's going to be the energy. So I just know we had to keep the energy going. There was uh, there was spurts in that game where where you guys made a run and then K State made a run and then you guys made a run. You know, talk about your defense because I thought that was the most important thing that you guys did today was you guarded really well. Uh, basketball is a game of runs, so everybody's going to make their run. You just got to make sure you playing defense at the end on your side so you can get some stops and uh, hold it off. Mo, talk about your shooting, man. I mean, just caught fire there, especially in the first half. Well, I was just coming out, just being aggressive, um, you know, uh, taking my shots. Uh, luckily, my teammates was finding me out there, and I was just making them. In the second half, I think K-State may have guarded you just a little bit different, a little bit tighter, uh -huh. but you still were able to you know, get enough room to get a couple of them off. Uh, what was the difference there in the second half? In the second half, they kind of played me all tight, uh, you know. Uh, I missed my first three or four, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Coach took me out, but um, I knew I was on too much, and I knew I was trusting in my teammates to find me, and I knew it was going to come back to me. Jordan, you're here, and I, I got to grab you, too. <laughs> just such a, such a great win. Talk about the last few minutes of that game, how important it is to take care of the basketball. I mean, you, you were excellent there late in the game, made the bright play, got a couple layups in. Talk about the last couple of minutes. Yeah, um, no, we've been in that situation before. Uh, we lost some games, had the lead, so just had to make the right plays, get my teammates involved, take what defense give me, and you know, come out with a win. How important is it to get this win on the road going into the Big 12 tournament? It's huge, you know. Uh, we didn't want to be in that 8-9 playing game. And so now we got a chance, you know, to rest our bodies, recover, and uh, prepare for whoever we play. So it's huge. Good job today, man. I appreciate it. Trying to remember, um, oh, you play in Baylor in Kansas City. You, uh, you, uh, let me see if I can look this up. I don't remember playing Baylor in recent years up there. Seems like we've played Iowa State a bunch, played West Virginia a bunch. Um. I can't think of the last – somebody out there listening right now will remind me. I can't remember the last time they played Baylor up there. I'm trying to run through my mind, and I – like I'm picturing that, that event, and I just – it doesn't – Yeah. Like it's not popping into my head if they did. No. I'll look it up. Um, so earlier in the show, TJ declared, no way OU wins this game. Then like an hour later, he said, OU wins this game. Where are you, <laughs> you this hour? You exaggerated both of those. You exaggerated both of those. <laughs> Uh, where am I this hour? Um, I'm not down with the NIT, um, but I'm not. Who's feeling... down with the NIT? Not me. Uh, that texture was down with the NIT. Like, yeah. hey, look, can we host? Um, I, I, I'm leaning Baylor. I mean, I'm still back at leaning Baylor. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Baylor's the better I mean, you team. You have to. I mean, they're the, they're the... really good. Of course, you're gonna lean Baylor. Uh, I don't see a season by. Uh, I'll have to. Uh, Brent Beerens will have that for us at some point this week. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, you playing Baylor up there? Somebody out there's texting us as we speak. Um, well, listen, the Sooners got a win last year. It had been a while, several years since they had won a game in Kansas City, and they beat. Iowa State last year in the seven ten game to advance to this game the uh, the the seven two game which is what they'll be in automatically this year. They fell down if you remember I think it was thirty five fifteen at halftime to Kansas and came roaring back, got scorching hot, got within three and had the basketball and lost. Um, but at that point their resume was good enough. 
that they went to the dance uh, anyway. This year, probably not the case. Not if you believe the experts out there. They are likely in need of at least one more win. And as of Monday, I don't mind the draw. They are going to have to play exceptionally well. And Baylor's going to have to not play well. But both times these teams played each other this year, they were close games late. And so I don't think there's an intimidation factor there. There is a slightly different cast of characters for this game. OU is without Elijah Harkless. Baylor is without Jonathan Chumwachachua. And we don't know about LJ Cryer. He might be out. They are pretty thin. Baylor's talented, but pretty thin. Akinjo has been uh, battling an injury all year long. Seems like he's back to being pretty close to healthy again now. But the thing that jumps out at me from the Baylor games is how well Baylor took Oklahoma out of their offensive rhythm. And that's a good question, I think, for Porter when we talk before this game this week at some point. Uh, What does Baylor do to clog up the works offensively? Oklahoma, even against K-State Saturday, who's a very good defensive team, flowed well on offense. Move the ball, drive it, kick, find the open guy. Moe's getting open. Even after he hits two, three, four, five threes, he's finding open spaces. They're getting good looks. They shot 54, 55% from the field again. We've seen that a bunch this year from this team. That's 13 times now this year, I think, or maybe 14, that they've shot 50% or better from the field for a game. And that happens because you're getting uh, layups and high-percentage looks, open threes, open shots. And that happens because they're moving the ball really well. But there have been a couple of oca- a few occasions this year where the offense gets stuck where Goldwire dribbles it for 22 or 25 seconds. Or Harkless, when he was out there, would have it and kind of hold it. And the the ball movement wasn't as crisp, and and I I think you got to give the defense credit for whatever they do to gum that down. And Baylor, on both occasions when they played Oklahoma, did that. They did a good job of keeping Oklahoma's offense from flowing like they like for it to. So um, that'll be the challenge because uh, – and, and and Baylor's going to shoot a ton of threes. I mean, they, uh, they're they not uh, – they're going to shoot a ton of threes and crash the glass. They're not a team that's going to throw it to the post and post you up necessarily, but Akinjo and Flagler and Matt Meyer are all really good. And then they just flood the offensive glass. And they dominated OU on the boards in Waco and beat them in Norman as well. So uh, rebounding is going to be vitally important in this game. Yes, TJ. Have we heard if uh, flying knees are allowed in the Big 12 tournament? Do we know if we've got a ruling on that yet? I assume we could probably uh, watch out for. Doug Sermons has established that the flying (laughs) knee is perfectly legal. Not only that, but if you have a face... That receives a flying knee, it's a technical foul on you. That's correct. You cannot. That's something that's going to have to be coached into this team going into Kansas City, TJ, is 
do not foul a Baylor player's knee with your face <laughs> because not only is it against the rules, but it's a technical foul. Technical foul. Because you could blow out an ACL, an MCL, all kinds of damage you could do to another player's knee That's with true. your jaw. That's true. That's true. By the way, Drake had our answer. Uh, Baylor beat Oklahoma in the 2-7 game in 2014. OU was the two seed. Baylor the seventh seed. Baylor won 78-73. Went on and beat I don't Texas think and went to the championship game of that Big 12 tournament. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Gone break a liar. <laughs> no, that's back when they were playing zone. Remember Baylor played zone all the time? And they wore the highlighter yellow uniforms? Yes, they wore the highlighter Three, yellow two uniforms. 3 zone all the time. I'm trying to remember that game. Ended up playing Iowa State in the championship game, 2014. <laughs> Iowa State Thanks, knocked Drake. off Kansas to go to the title game to face Baylor, who beat Texas. Are you sure he's not looking at, like, the Big 12 softball I don't tournament know, he's or a something like that? of the tournament. I'm assuming this is correct. 78-73 sounds like a basketball game. Hmm. We'll be back. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It is time for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. We welcome in Chris Plank now. He's our guy. He'll know everything that we need to Uh-oh. know. Uh TJ. What? Uh, I'm nervous, NFL uh... Combine. What do we oh. need to know from the NFL Combine? We were talking earlier in the show that neither one of us paid attention to it this weekend, but you would know everything we should okay. know. Okay. So Here's should it, we know? You want to make it from a college football perspective? Kind of OU pers- all, all I oh. care about's OU. Uh, Nick Benito made a lot of money this weekend. Right. I think he ran fast. He ran he fast. Lifted a lot, or he, what? He okay. he ran fast. And basically, I won't lie to you. Um, I only really kind of saw a lot of the recaps, believe it or not, because they shifted the schedule around a little bit on me. And then on T Row, I was you know, there's this uh, dude that goes to every event. His name is Mister OU. He's got the yeah um, spiked hair and wears the same. I was like Mister OU this weekend. If there was an OU home event, I was there this Friday and Saturday. So my gymnastics, my was at gymnastics on Friday. A scene setter for gymnastics, TJ, kind of got me a little. By the way, that crowd on Friday night for gymnastics. You know, we go to a lot of women's gym events. Toby, it's I don't know if it was the largest, but it had to be close. But as a quick sidebar here from the combine, what made it great was the crowd was into it. Like right before Oklahoma started its floor routine, which was the last event. And I don't know how it started, but they showed, um, I think it was the freshman was getting ready to do the first floor routine. And they showed her on the screen and the crowd just started going crazy. Like it was at a, it was just at a time where there was, and then just all of a sudden they showed her and the, the, the girls got into it and they were waving the crowd to get them up. It was Awesome. Britt Venables was there. Joe C was there. It was a great environment. So, in, anyway, I was Mr. I watched OU. the this whole week. thing in my hotel room. That was a lot of fun. And oh, it was kept great. Talking about how electric the crowd was on the broadcast. Oh, I, I, yeah, it was great. It was great. So, anyway, so I didn't watch a lot of it live. I watched a lot of the recap shows and then went back and kind of drilled a little deeper on the Sooner. So, I didn't nerd out like I normally do because I know I got a little bit of a plane ride coming up tomorrow. So, I'll probably catch up on some of it then. But here's, here's the good. 
Uh, good for Perion. He acts upset over this plane ride. Like, oh, I got to go to Hawaii. I know. It's going to be tough on me the next few days. <laughs> Though the crossover will be at 3.45 a.m. local time, I think, or maybe 2.45 a.m. local time tomorrow. Uh, or, or Wednesday, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I um, Nick Benita made a lot of money. Perion Winfrey kind of solidified what he did at senior day. I... I don't think it was a very good combine for um, a Jeremiah Hall, but I also don't think it really mattered too much. I think that he just needed to go out and kind of show some things, and he didn't run the fastest time. I don't know if it was a great combine for Mike Woods, but as far as the Oklahoma guys, the names you need to know are Nick Benito and obviously Perrion Winfrey. And I- Isaiah Thomas ran a, like in the 4.7s, a 47640. He looked great. Do- Did you see any pictures of Isaiah Thomas, by the way? No. No, he looked. He looked like he grew another muscle in his neck. I mean, I don't. I don't even know how else to describe it. Like they showed after Calvin or Calvin Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau, after he ran his forty, Toby. They kind of showed a shot of Isaiah Thomas standing there talking to him. I was like, was was that Isaiah? I mean, to me, <laughs> he, he looked like a different dude. So I thought that was uh, kind of cool to see. And, you know, now we'll just kind of wait and see that next step in the process. I honestly think Nick Benito might have ran himself into kind of the, the, the How upper. How fast did he run? Of the second round. Four, six, I believe is what it was on Nick Benito 40 final time. Hold on, I'll, I'll look it right now. But, yeah, it was, it, was, um, it was really impressive to see kind of how everything seemed to go for them this weekend uh, for Benito. And we got Pro Day coming up this Wednesday? 4-5-4 four, four for Nick Benito, by the way. Wow, that is fast. Oh, is Pro Day this Wednesday? Well, I'm asking. I think oh. so, isn't it? I think it's this Wednesday. Okay. I I think you're right, too, because unfortunately... You'll be covering it live from Hawaii. I, I, I beg. I, yet, I, but I be beg. you remotely covering the Pro Day. Listen, dude, yeah. there, there's a lot of things that you know, in case you can't tell by this segment. I Actually, nerd out Actually, things for have been moved around. You're staying here to do Pro Day. Dude, Go Taylor for it. Maples is going with the OU softball team to Hawaii. Oh, wait, hold on. This means I can't go to Hawaii? Yeah, no, no, no. That can't yes. happen. Come on, Toby. I got these are important <laughs> games to be called now. I must be there. Coach needs right. me. Gosh, four or five. Today, four. It's four o'clock today, we could have the record, right? That's right. That's right. Uh by the way, think about this. Nick Benito, six three, two forty, ran a four five, four forty. It's just unbelievable. It's fast. Unbelievable. That's moving. That's right. moving. Four o'clock today, Toby. OU Minnesota, OU can't Minnesota. Wait. Jocelyn Allo could break the record today. It's the home opener for OU softball. Stick around. Plank Show and Josh coming up next. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Monday, everybody.